Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you all about Blue Wire Hustle, which is a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to the community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, uh, they will help you get their show, get your show posted on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the listening platforms that you could possibly want. And the best part is that you can get all of that for only $15 a month, which is the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for that initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or you already have a show that you are looking to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, though, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join and check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But once again, it's bwhustle.com join. What is up, Rotoviz family? Welcome back to the On the Daily DFS podcast. You can find us on Twitter at On the Daily DFS. You can find me at Salito FF, and of course, my fellow co-host at Matt Jones, TFR, and at TJ Calkins as well. We are here to take you game by game through the 15-game main slate for Week 17. It is New Year's week, and guys, if you could go back and change one thing and make it your resolution as to what you will not do in DFS in 2021, what would it be, Matt? I mean, how long do you have? Do a week 17, 15 game slate show? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh man, that's, that's a good, that's a good question. I wish you would have, I wish you would have threw that at us before. Honestly, I think, I think that my, um, my process has taken a, uh, a gigantic hit this year. And I think I have to be more realistic about, uh, how much I should be entering on each slate based on how much time I have to, <laughs> to research the slate, like feeling beholden to entering my usual volume every week, just because, uh, was definitely a big leak. Uh, in my game this year, so I'm hoping to uh, hoping to write that ship. And the golf uh, the golf off season that lasted about three weeks is over starting next Thursday, so I'll be able to uh, apply those lessons right away to 2021. <laughs> what about you, TJ? 
I think uh, just generally speaking, I was more uh, value based in my construction than I've ever been. Uh, didn't kind of throw the same darts I generally throw and was more balanced and did not play enough studs, I guess, for the entire year. I, I kind of righted that ship towards the tail end of the season, but it definitely was just like a, going for too much balance, especially the early and middle parts of the season all year long. It's actually hilarious that you say that because I've had a, a pretty bad last few weeks and I feel that like I've been doing the opposite. Like I've been just trying to jam in the studs at the expense of every possible like good play. <laughs> so we got to we got to get on the seesaw and find our find our balance there. Well, guys, week 17 is always very tricky and it's going to be ever more tricky this year, a lot of players who are going to get uh, benched for the week, you know, to save them for the playoffs, there'll be guys that will start and will not finish games. And we will have to try to walk you through that. I don't know that we will uh, be able to predict the future this week, but we're going to do a, our best to, we're going to try our best to do that. We'll start with the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a 50.5 total. On the game last week, Tampa found the uh, receivers. The offense was cooking, so to speak, and uh, Mike Evans was everything we wanted him to be for the previous 15 weeks. He just finally was it all last week. It's uh, Brady's going to start this game, and I have a feeling that this team, this team's going to want to roll into the playoffs with the offense, you know, hitting on all cylinders because they haven't been smooth. All year, so you might see these guys play longer than some others. Um, Tom Brady is going up against the 28th ranked defense at $7,200. Guys, I'm not going to bark up that tree because he's one of the few guys I can see coming out. He didn't finish the game last week. Uh, Ronald Jones is believed to possibly be back this week. He comes in at a $5,900 against a, a you know a defense you can run against in the Falcons. So Matt, if Ronald Jones was to start this week. Are you a believer that they'll want to use him to get him ready for the playoffs, or would you be interested in starting Ronald Jones? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't really see a reason why they wouldn't go at, at least. I mean, he might see a little bit less work than than he had been. Um, you know, like what was it three weeks ago? Uh, Fournette was a healthy scratch, um, <laughs> and then for the last two weeks, he's been like the dude until they started blowing out the lions. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that you should probably temper expectations, but the price is such, um, that unless we hear news that it's, you know, he's really going to be limited. I, I don't see, I don't see why you wouldn't be at least somewhat interested, um, in playing him this week. What about you, TJ? Yeah, with a couple of weeks off, you have to imagine that they'll at least want to see some glimpse of what he looks like heading into the playoffs. Right. So some level of interest, I guess, is the way I would put it. But if I'm honest, I think at the end of the day, just considering him against the other running back plays, the most likely outcome is I end up with none. And before I even finish that point, no matter what any of us say, and we could make the most prescient, specific player calls for the rest of the day, the most important thing I can tell you is to monitor the news more closely than you ever do any week for week 17. There's just going to be gems that you might have to dig for, but be very aware of what a lot of these 
resting teams rotations will look like because that will be important. Yeah, in a lot of ways it becomes like the preseason games, you know, and in preseason you hit when you find those gems, the guys you find out they're going to want to get a little bit more of a look at. So excellent advice from TJ. The wide receivers, as we said, all looked good last week. They face off against the worst defense against wide receivers uh, on the season. And um, TJ, uh, you're consistently a, a Godwin guy over all others. He's $900 cheaper this week. And again, he hasn't been his best this year. So a guy that they might want to, you know, leave out there a little bit longer and get some more work. So choosing from these three wide receivers, I've been more Antonio Brown and he's been a little bit more involved, but you can definitely tell he's still third banana out of that group. So who are you, who are you rolling with if you're rolling with anybody out of these wide receivers? Honestly, there's just so, there's no way I see myself actually getting to a Buccaneer in this game and position doesn't really matter. I think we could very well see none of them on the field by the middle of the third quarter. So unless that damage is completely done, uh, I'm not going to do it. If we were talking about you know, near min price plays, it would be a different story. But since we're not, it's just not going to be for me. And Matt, if we jump over quickly to the Atlanta side, there's legitimately only one player I'd be interested in this game. I expect Atlanta to be playing out the string uh, because they have nothing to win or lose. So they'll get their players some work. But Calvin Ridley has clearly been one of the top players in the NFL this season and especially in the last few weeks. He's $8,500 that you can attack this Tampa Bay um, secondary would you be getting Calvin Ridley into any lineups this week? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see, like, what he he only had nine targets last week. I guess that's the worst thing that you could say about him, right? Like he's he's just been like a complete volume monster, uh, you know. Really, since like I think it was like week five or six, he he put up a, a stinker. And then missed the next game and has just been lights out ever since. Um, I do I do think that it's somewhat interesting with this game. Like obviously the Bucks are in the playoffs no matter what, and the Falcons are not in the playoffs no matter what. Um, but if if Tampa if Atlanta figures out a way to be competitive in this game, I do think Tampa will play uh, more of a more of a regular game just because they could potentially drop uh, to the six seed if they if they lost and staying in the five seed right now would mean getting to play the NFC East so that's essentially a buy um, <laughs> so I think that they are a little bit more motivated than um, than some other teams that we'll talk about but even so like I think they probably just blow the doors off of Atlanta and it, and you just have like 18 Ridley targets in the second half or something. <laughs> You know, we have next up the uh, most interesting NFC matchup, uh, NFC East matchup, I should say, of the day. And I saw TJ's face when you said that it's a bye week in the first round. And TJ's a, he's a betting man. I got a feeling that he's going to put some money on whatever team makes it in front of NFC East because it's just so stupid that it could happen this year, TJ. Yeah, wasn't it uh... – I believe the last time we had just a disaster of a division like this, it was the NFC South, the Seahawks. And if I recall, they beat the Saints in that home playoff game. That is you know, the beast mode game. That's how, that's where yeah. we always got the name. So, I mean, granted that Seattle team was probably slightly better than these teams, but I mean, not much. I mean, it's not a real difference. And, I mean, let's say it's Washington is, I mean, well, 
I, I'm prepared to go on a limb and say that Gibson is going to be way better than Beast Mode for a career, which is, I know, a pretty big limb, and we could see a coming out game there. But, you know, just something like that, I, I don't know that I would just love a warm-weather road team going on the road there. All right, well, that game is the Cowboys at the Giants, 44.5. The way the NFL played it out, the day will be fighting to win that game because the possibility of Washington losing at night means the winner of this game could win that division. Um, right off the bat, the defense for the Cowboys has been better lately. I mean, they're all the way down to 16th against the quarterback, so I don't think we're interested in Daniel Jones. But at 5,600 with a team that's going to be playing – and a quarterback that's looked a lot better starting to get comfortable with his weapons, Matt, is Andy Dalton even somebody you consider this week? I mean, I, I think he's on the radar. Yeah, I think he is too. I I, I forget who um, who tweeted it out. Somebody tweeted out the splits for Dalton, um, you know, since since returning. Um, and they're, you know, they're pretty reasonable. The, the volume is there. Uh, he's hit, he hit the 300 yard bonus. He's had multiple touchdowns in, I think five of his last six games. Um, so yeah, I mean, at, at that price, it's pretty hard to argue. And obviously there are, um, you know, a couple of, a couple of very simple stacking options, uh, that you could choose for him. So I, I don't, I don't really have any problem, uh, with that. I think this game is going to be uh, one of the faster games on the slate. It's likely to see, um, I think the pace app has it for third, third most plays per 60 minutes. Um, so I, I think that it makes sense to, uh, try to get a little bit of exposure to this game. And if you can get a cheap stack, then you could do whatever else you want, you know, elsewhere. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with Dalton. At first I thought you were going to say that we should play Daniel Jones and I was just going to, no, no, I was gonna yeah. end, end the broadcast and uh, and head home, <laughs> head upstairs and go to bed. <laughs> the shortest fifteen game slate show in history. And listen, I, I, and based on the pace of play, as you pointed out, I think we go over the forty five and a half. I think there'll be points scored in this game by both sides. I'm not taking a stab at pretty much um, that many Giants here, but uh, TJ, before we do get to the Giants, every single one of these wide receivers is reasonably priced on the Cowboys side. 5,800 for Cooper, 5,200 for C.D. Lamb, and 5,000 for Gallup, who seems to have maybe the best connection right now with Andy Dalton. So uh, which way are you going with these three guys? Uh, my favorite is definitely Gallup. It just seems he does have the best chemistry with Dalton. He's more involved. I don't think – I don't know if the route concepts – I don't think anything has changed except that Dalton kind of likes the way he plays. I don't know. <laughs> there's really nothing that's changed except Gallup's volume has gone up and he's produced with it and he is the cheapest of the three. So if I have to pick one in that roulette wheel and it kind of is a roulette wheel with three receivers there, uh, it would, would certainly be Gallup. Yeah. And I think we saw a, a ticked off Zeke last week, maybe a little bit. He played, he played with a purpose. I felt he played a little bit better and he, he looked good and it's not very often we're going to get a $6,400 elite running back in a good matchup where the division is possibly on the line. So Matt, uh, Zeke Elliott, a guy you're interested in this week. Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I'll get there. 
<laughs> but maybe maybe TJ feels differently. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm like terribly interested on my four lineups. I, I don't really see myself clicking on Zeke. I mean, I'm okay with him. I think he's like a 20 to 30% guy. You know, I think there's real sailing there. He's already scored twice in the same matchup this year. So, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> it's not like, you know, blow you away, but uh, I, I don't think he's like someone you can consider fading if you're making five or more lineups. Okay, and over on the giant side, I think the uh... – the best place to attack would be with the wide receivers. Um, I don't know that I'm going to get there. You've been able to attack these these Cowboys uh, secondary all year, guys. Again, a lot of cheap options over there. Shepard a little banged up coming in at 5,200. Slayton, who finally actually saw a reception last week at 4,100. Matt, I know uh, you don't love your Giants, but do you love any of these wide receivers this week? I mean, is is Daniel Jones still throwing them the ball? It's still Daniel Jones, yes. <laughs> okay, then probably not. I mean, yeah, it's the it's the same. Like Slayton had eight targets last week and went two for twenty six. Um, like it, it, he Daniel Jones is not good at football. Uh, the wide receivers are, you know, maybe maybe you get lucky and one of them catches a touchdown. That's like the nicest thing that I could say about them. All right, well, listen, let's go visit the other New York team, and it's the New York Jets. Uh, Don't forget their wide receiver, Evan Ingram. He's in play. <laughs> okay, that is, that is true. Evan Ingram always in play and um, sometimes scary. Uh, but, no, it should be a good matchup for him this weekend. That is the best receiver on that team. Guys, I'm just going to ask you flat out, at 39.5, two teams playing out the string. The Jets – I. Here's what I could see. I could see the Jets knowing that they can't lose the number two pick, wanting to go in and beat up on the Patriots a little bit, right? So if you go with that narrative in that game, if that's the way you let it play out, then maybe some Jets um, are, are playable. But, guys, do either one of you have someone in this game that just absolutely has to be played? I, we know Matt's answer here. He, he is playing any Jets and well. The Patriots right now are far more anemic on offense than the Jets. Yeah. Uh, I, I will play some Crowder. And like you said, Sal, Gase will try to win this game. I mean, he maybe thinks he can keep his job. I don't know. Like guys, you know, <laughs> did you did you guys know. see the quote the quote from Belichick about Gase? How Darnold's <laughs> being coached so well yeah. and everything. That was that was really oh, special. That's gold. That he's done a very good job down a stretch and keeping that team uh, and coaching yeah. that team well. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in the locker room loves Gase, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is also, for what it's worth, like, I mean, it's reflected in the total, but this is going to probably be the, the least amount of plays run uh, yeah. on the week. So that's that's a definite consideration. Look, I mean, we, we joke about not playing. I mean, it's not really a joke. I, I don't really want to play Jets, but, I mean, Crowder would be the only one that in this, really in this game that I would have even a remote interest in um, as like a one-off. I have 5K left. Like that's the guy that I'm probably going to end up with. So I don't know. Go ahead, TJ. Oh, sorry. I talked about this in my gambling article last week, and I think it's going to come to fruition again. Not that the Patriots are truly capable of beating anyone right now in their current state, but we know how Belichick nerds out on just any little tiny advantage he can have. 
and well, this is the first time we've seen him have nothing to play for except draft position, and draft position comes from losing. So I think there's zero chance he tries to win this game, man. I mean, we just saw him get steamrolled by a much better team last week. I think we see the same thing again. I think the Jets kill him, and I mean, don't look now. The Jets have won two in a row against the Rams and Browns, so uh, I think the the underdog Jets just steamroll here. So in does that put Frank Gore in play? I, I won't say yes because, you know, that would be crazy. But <laughs> well, All right, so you, you heard it here first. What are we doing? Are we doing the plus 145 on the money line there, Ben Teach? I love it, yeah. All right. I'm going to do that now. At our, at our sponsor, Bet Online, of course. But, of course, um, <laughs> the, next, the next game coming up is the – is the Chargers and the Chiefs. I don't have a line on this game, and I think it was taken down because Patrick Mahomes will not be playing in this game. We're going to get Chad Henney at quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm expecting that a lot of the Chiefs will, if they start, they will not play long. So I'm going to be off the Chiefs this week as far as the big-name Chiefs go. Um, So before we get back to the other guys, like maybe a Nicole Hardman or guys like that, Justin Herbert, $7,100 against an attackable Kansas City defense that'll probably be laying at rest, Matt. Um, $7,100 seems reasonable for a guy who's going to want to go out there. Maybe maybe make a last-ditch effort to win uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. So Justin Herbert, a guy that we should be looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, if the Chargers really give a shit about this game and the Chiefs really don't, like why not? Maybe maybe you could you could see him hitting the bonus uh, and getting I don't know a couple of touchdowns. I guess like it's it's interesting though. Just looking now, like he really has not uh, he hasn't thrown for three touchdowns in like a month and a half. Um, which at seventy one hundred, I mean, I guess two touchdowns and the bonus would get you there, but like it's not gonna you're not going to be blowing anybody out of the water paying 7100 for a guy who ends up throwing for like 250 and 1 or 250 and 2 um which is a, a minor concern he's not really going to get you anything on the ground so um yeah i mean i think if if you if you believe that they just come and the chiefs don't give a shit and they just blow him out then then yeah he, i think he's fine but i don't know that i'm necessarily uh you know like locking him or anything so, uh, TJ, it, it's been a rough couple of weeks for Kyle Allen, season-long uh, fantasy managers. Uh, Keenan Allen, I meant to say. I'm sorry, not Kyle Allen. Uh, if you own Kyle Allen, you've made a lot of bad Not decisions. great for Kyle Allen either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, 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 you see these he games. He's still past Haskins on the depth chart this week. So that was <laughs> true. I think I'm past Haskins on the depth chart this week. You're usually seeing games like this where teams that are not going to make the playoffs and they want to just go out with that splash and see about some young guys for the following year. Listen, Jalen Guyton is not a guy that we don't know about yet. He's had some big weeks recently. Him and Tyron Johnson at 4,000 and 3,400 this week are guys that could be really sneaky in some big pools. Um, Either of those guys on your radar this week? I mean, slightly. uh they're just some make it fit guys, more like one off type guys, you know, not ones that I'm truly in love with. But man, going back to the Chiefs, <laughs> I truly think there's some options here. 
I, I remain steadfast in that Chad Honey is one of the best backups in the league. He has been that, but he's completely forgotten because Mahomes is a deity, you know. And there's a stack here. I don't expect Kelsey to play a snap either. I think people are going to assume the name they know in RSJ is the backup tight end, but he's not. It's actually a guy I kind of loved as a UDFA. He originally landed in New Orleans. And now he's in KC. We've got Deion Yelder. And DK looked like they were hip to that. I believe Yelder's 3,100, if I recall correctly. He is. Yeah. But I think he's – I don't know how sneaky he'll be, but he really, really could be, and he could have a massive game here. He can catch passes. Yeah, he's priced up high in Parham, who's had a little bit of success in uh, L.A. this year. So you're right. They definitely am not, not letting him go unnoticed. Uh, before we exit out of this game, I mean, Eckler is always an option at 7,500, and, you know, they'll be dumping pass off them and giving them volume to keep the game flowing. Uh, on the on the Kansas City side, obviously we know Alaire's out. Bell's a little bit banged up, but even with Bell playing last week, Williams got more touches, not a hell of a lot more touches, but he, he comes in at only $4,800, so he's another guy that could be a sneaky play this week. Guys, before we move on from this game, is there anybody else that you – that I've missed that you would like to get into your lineups this week. There's a, just a thought. It's on the KC side again, and it is perhaps they want to see what Miko can do if he's just thrusting in some alpha volume role. You know, if he can kind of carry an offense if needed, if something happened to Tyreek or something like that. But I think that would be the end of it. Okay. Well, let's jump over to the, and my phone shut off on me, the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. The Vikings have a 30.5 implied total in this game. I don't know if I grabbed that number before we got the news that uh, Dalvin Cook unfortunately lost his father today. And uh, so Dalvin Cook went home to Miami to be with his family and will not be playing in this game. So let's just quickly go right to the running backs because uh, we got an instant. It's Madison week from TJ in the chat today. And we don't, we know that as of late, we haven't seen it be just Alexander Madison behind Dalvin Cook. Um, he was limited in practice today, still dealing with a little bit of a concussion. So, TJ, what are you doing with the backfield uh, in, in Minnesota? Little bit of a concussion? How's that work? Is that like a little? Yeah, not as <laughs> like, like you're a little pregnant. A little coincidences. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Madison has one carry since week twelve, and he's still going to be the number two to Cook's obvious one. I I think this is a game where they kind of just throw him back in the fire. They want him ready. They want him ready to go, or I, I say ready to go as if their season's going to continue. But uh, as far as having guys like Boone, uh, Abdul is trash. We know that. But having a guy like Boone, you know, who wants to be the number two going forward? Um, I, I think Madison gets a real opportunity here. I think he starts with that Dalvin workload. And, well, at 6,100, you know, I, I will absolutely pay for it. Yeah, it, like they, against the Lions, I want to say. Against the Lions. Matt, yeah, again, Matt, it's – <laughs> Super attackable defense, Matt. Where are you at with the running backs on the Minnesota side? I mean, I said it about about Le'Veon Bell last week. I'm going to say it this week. If if 
if Alexander Madison beats me, then I just need to to keep uh, making donations. Uh, like, sure. I mean, it makes sense, but I could also see like a split between him and Boone uh, that renders both of them completely useless. Not to say like it'll it would be fifty fifty, but I could see enough work for Boone where it just it kind of just blows out. Uh, you know, Madison's value. And it's not like he's cheap. Like 6,100 is, it's not insignificant, right? Like if he was 5,100, then sure. Um, but I mean, well, we probably have enough value to do whatever the hell we want anyway, but I just don't really see myself going crazy trying to get uh, this running back situation figured out with how I am building lineups. You know, go ahead. And I think that's right. Sorry, I'm gonna jump in. And to piggyback on Matt's point, to play devil's devil's advocate on myself, Boone is a home run hitter that could absolutely, you know, close drives, you know, with one big play, and that kind of sucks the value out of Madison in and of itself. But uh, even with that bit of risk, I'm going to play Madison. Probably won't play Boone. So again, crazy things happen in Week 17, and there's a lot of different ways you could see this game playing out on, from the Detroit side. Um, I've been of the belief that Matt Stafford will not be back in Detroit next year. So on one hand, I could see where they just let him go out and absolutely sling this ball as a farewell to this to this organization this weekend. And, and if he does that, then I want to be on the passing side of this offense. You could get. Marvin's jo- Marvin Jones Jr., who's had a great connection with him in the years that he's been there, at a reasonable $5,100. Uh, we're going to not have Kenny Galladay again. And then maybe even just at 3000 a dart throw at Quintez Cephas, who they like to go to downfield. He just hasn't seen enough targets or really reined them in. But, um, Matt, is there any belief in a narrative that they could just let Matt Stafford sling it in this game? I mean, if we want to go narrative, I want to. I want a piece of the uh, Adrian Peterson revenge game. To be that totally was, frank, that was definitely the next thing I was going to bring up, where you could see the narrative. This could be Adrian Peterson's last game against, like you said, just, against is the team he did every all his damage with. Just a just a Stafford Adrian Peterson stack for the Millie on Sunday would be a a very fitting end to twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, well, listen. TJ, any of those guys uh, interest you, or should we just jump right on? I know I didn't answer the question. That's my answer. (laughs) That's okay. I I got it. I got 16 weeks with you now, Pally. I get it. (laughs) Anybody on the Detroit side, do you want to talk about these Minnesota wide receivers? I mean, Swift, maybe a little. Okay, moving on. Well, no, I mean, Swift is the logical. I'm, I'm looking for illogical in this game. I don't I don't think we need narratives this week. I mean, we're, we're going to have news later. So, you know, I think we can just push narratives aside and just kind of play the guys who come up with the news. Straightforward play for TJ this week. Matt, we have some bills to pay. We do. Our first sponsor tonight as always is indeed when it loads it will all right here we go indeed 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over really almost over now i've been saying this for months but tomorrow is the uh the the due date for this deal so we better get on this 
Uh, businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to Comscore and they help you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job which makes Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Make sure you go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. The offer, if you are listening to this when this post is up today, when you're listening to this on Thursday, December 31st. So make sure you uh, get on that before it expires. Our other loyal sponsor, of course, I mentioned them uh, already during the show, is Bet Online. The NBA is back, football is heading into the playoffs. And even though you might not be at one of those games this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. They have game spreads, totals, team player, coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. And you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on everything that you can think of all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today to take advantage of the great sign-up bonus. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts you know i say this with matt in mind uh last week we had a 10 game slate and uh this week we are 32 minutes in and we have 10 games left on this slate matt so that's pretty usual (laughs) it just so happens we have three extra games that's true (laughs) (laughs) let's just jump into the steelers and browns with an over 42 total um one of these teams will be playing uh, for their lives, you know, and, and that's the Cleveland Browns. The other team will be resting players. We get Mason Rudolph this week and Miles Garrett, the revenge game uh, for those two guys that face off against each other this week. Um, Mason Rudolph might want to run to the locker room and hide. So, TJ, let's just jump onto the Cleveland side. And, you know, we did not see what we needed to see out of the running backs last week, but we didn't see a lot of touches for the running back. I don't know what the game plan was there in Cleveland, but – this week it should be Chubb and Hunt, then Hunt and Chubb and Hubba and Hunt and Hubba Hubba. So what are you doing with the Cleveland offense this week, TJ? I haven't been so sick watching the game as I was last week in a long time. I mean, they haven't mattered here a lot, you know. So, <sighs> I mean, last week we're playing the Jets. We have practice squad wide receivers. I don't know why we're not running 23 personnel literally every snap slowing the game down and putting our best players on the field at all times. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, We know Pittsburgh uh, doesn't really care. I mean, they might care, but they're not going to put anyone of substance at risk here. It's pretty clear. So that just leads me to believe I'm going to do what I've done with the Browns all year long and go right back to Chubb and only Chubb 
Where are you at, Matt? I concur. Yeah, and I think it's as simple as that in this game. The total is the second lowest on the slate with the Jets uh, Patriots being the first lowest total on the slate. So they're not expecting a lot, and I think Cleveland will be doing exactly that, guys. So if there is no reason to stay on this game, then I am not going to stay on this game. We will jump over to the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Another low total. I think James one more point on that game. I think James Washington could operate as like kind of an alpha if, uh, you know, if and when the actual receivers don't play. So I think he's in play there too. Sorry, go on. Not a problem at all. James Washington, like you know, is a guy that Ben loves a lot, but he Ben won't be in there. But um, definitely, like you said, if you're looking for guys that can get more playing time than usual this week, that is one of the guys. Uh, Baltimore, I'm sorry. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens. And the Cincinnati Bengals, we got a 44.5 total in this game. Baltimore is another team that will be playing this game out because things could still happen. I, I think is Baltimore clinched, or do they have to win to get in. Um, I think if they win, clinched. if uh, they win, they're automatically easy. in, right? So that's the easy way to do it. So listen, let's just go right to Lamar Jackson, who has been played better lately. This offense itself has played better lately, and I would say on a whole. Uh, this is the team AFC team should fear a lot going into the playoffs because they've been there. They got the experience the last couple of years and they're hitting stride just right. So Matt, I don't know if you're a big Lamar Jackson guy or not at $8,000 uh, needing the win, knowing what he needs to do and being the type of guy who likes to put the ball and the game on his back, Lamar Jackson this week. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have uh at least a lineup with him. Um, like you said, you know, they're, they're desperately, uh, they're desperately in need of winning this game. They are playing against the Bengals. Um, and that's, you know, pretty much, pretty much all you need to, uh, to have a good game. Just play against Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, TJ, what are your feelings on Lamar Jackson this week? I'm with Matt. I mean, I'll certainly play him. I don't know to what level, but there is a 100% chance he'll be in my player pool. I'd say a minimum of 20%. Yeah, it took all season for Marquise Brown to actually become, you know, somewhat relevant. He has a touchdown in four out of the last five games. Um, the, the yardage totals aren't, you know, tremendous. Uh, reception totals aren't tremendous, Matt. But um, would you consider stacking or is Lamar Jackson you know, a naked play for you this week? Um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I don't really have a problem going with Andrews. They, he had what, 11, I want to say 11 targets last week. Um, yeah, 11. you know, Correct. obviously it wasn't like some, some smash performance, but six for 76, if he ends up, you know, getting, getting one of those touchdowns or, you know, God forbid, even two of those touchdowns, uh, then he is like a lock this week, right? Like if he scored two touchdowns last week, everybody's playing him. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll stack him there. Uh, I don't really feel like I need to stack anywhere else, to be totally honest. TJ Dobbins is pretty much the only running back we want right now in Baltimore. Uh, are you paying up 6700 for for Dobbins in this game? Hard pass, man. I mean, when you're paying up at running back this week, 
and I guess I'm kind of using 6,000 as a cutoff. Anything over that, I think there's very clear-cut plays and going in a different direction is foolhardy. Also, like, he lit... Sorry, I was just going to say, he literally doesn't get targets. So, like, you you need a multiple touchdown game from him and probably the bonus to to pay off like there's what what's his highest receiving total on the year like 20 yards yeah just about right. what about over on the cincinnati side with geo he's up to 5400 uh not as reasonably priced as we've seen him in the past but um getting work and getting enough to put up points geo bernard for you matt I mean, I feel like I keep giving the same answers, but, like, I don't want to play Joe Bernard. Like, it's very clear that I should be maybe making one lineup this week and calling it a season because I don't want to play any of these dudes. (laughs) Keep it simple this week, Matt. Keep it simple. Um, T. Higgins was limited in practice on Wednesday with a hamstring. Um you know, if he plays, he's he's got to always be in play, right? Because he's managed to do it with whoever's played quarterback there. Uh, the numbers haven't been overwhelmingly spectacular, but they've been really, really good. He did put up 21.9 points last week, TJ, uh, at 5,000 if Higgins takes the field. <laughs> I feel like Matt with this one. <laughs> just – uh, okay. Um, you know, he's just like a fringe guy. It's just not overly attractive. I don't know. I, I, I don't love the matchup. And, I mean, when it's back to Brandon Allen, it's like, how do you trust that? So last I trust thing, Higgins. I don't trust Allen. Yeah. <laughs> last thing in this game, Des Bryant has had touchdown in back-to-back weeks, and he's a, he's a no, nice stop. cheap 3100. No. <laughs> <laughs> Throw up the X as no. <laughs> TJ's not going to let me do that. Okay. So let's go over to Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. And Miami is another one of those teams with Cleveland, with Baltimore, and with the Indianapolis Colts that need to get a win this week. Um, if all four of those teams week then win this week, the Colts are the ones on the outside looking in. But that just leads us to believe Miami is going to come out and play uh, pretty much all out against a Buffalo team that has been really great this year, has won their division. Um, I don't know if they're playing for seeding at this point. They don't get, they will get a buy. Kansas City's got that locked up. So there's a good chance you're not going to see the full complement of Buffalo uh, weapons. So let's focus a little bit more over on the Miami side. TJ, Tua is not a guy I want to play. Uh, there's always a chance he can get pulled for Fitzpatrick at any time. I'm a believer that they should go uh, to Fitzpatrick just to start this game and get them into the playoffs. I think he's been – he's proven that he could step up in big spots. But Miles Gaskin came back last week, and if people held on to him, people had him in their IR spots in season-long leagues and, and plucked him out last week, he won people championships. So at $6,500, TJ, uh, Miles Gaskin, a guy that's on your radar this week. Yeah, and he's he's the only guy in the Dolphins that is, uh, to be honest. He's kind of game script independent here, and we don't know what the Bills are going to do. Uh, let's say they just say, you know what, they're a division rival. Let's let's beat their ass and knock them out of the playoffs. Well, then you know what, he's still going to be the satellite back. He's going to get that receiving work. And let's say the Bills just lay down, roll over, let the Dolphins win. 
well, he, he's the lead back. I mean, he's going to operate as something of a bell cow either way. So he is one of those clear-cut great plays. And I'm telling you, man, I'm looking at the running back position this week, and it's just kind of these – there are so many great plays that I want to play. And I look at it versus last week where it's, my God, I don't want to play anyone. So it's it's just insanely night and day from last week, and that's just a wild thing for me. But yeah, I'm absolutely interested in Gaskins there, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I I every time uh, Gaskin has come up, I've been playing him, so I'm not going to stop now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, you definitely can't play Tua if you play in a league uh, where you get you know a bonus for playing a backup quarterback. Uh, Fitzpatrick could definitely score some points this week at some point. He's like, he was like their closer last week. That was pretty, uh, that, that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll play, I'll probably have Gaskin in every lineup that I, uh, drag myself into building this week. So all one of Matt's lineups will have Gaskin in it <laughs> this week. Uh, listen, if you're looking for those long shot wide receivers in this game, Gabriel Davis is a guy who started to get regular playing time as uh, as one of the main wide receivers on the Buffalo side. We've seen him, when other guys have been out, make big plays downfield and catch touchdowns. So, listen, he's only $3,600. We don't know what's going to go on with this Buffalo offense. If they do start those starters, there's no way they're finishing this game. But Gabriel Davis could be a guy who's a little bit of a, a, a nice dart throw in this game. Guys, anything else on the Buffalo side you want to attack before we move out of this game? I mean, it's not just Gabe Davis. We He could even be aiming too high on the depth chart. You know, we could see Isaiah McKenzie just elevate from that gimmick role and actually play uh, a, a target role in that offense. And, I, I mean, Andre Roberts, too, who, you know, he's he is just a guy, but he's not incapable. So it's just – it's another roulette wheel uh, – just on a very much lower level than, say, that of Dallas's. Yeah, so let's move along to the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. 47.5 total in this game. Again, uh, one team playing out the string, the other team getting ready for the playoffs. I would imagine, you know, they put Mike Thomas on IR a couple of weeks ago, so they're probably going to be wrestling players in this game. So – Maybe Breeze goes out there and plays a quarter, um, the Saints. But um, go ahead, TJ. What am I missing? The Saints are still live for a bye. There's the Saints, no way they that's right. Saints and Green Bay are playing for the bye. So, TJ, I'm glad and TJ Seattle's got live too. Saints, uh, Seattle, and, and Green Bay. I mean, mm-hmm. Green Bay controls controls their own destiny, if I recall. But uh, Yes, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That much I know. So, surprise, <laughs> surprisingly uh, – the, the, the Seahawks are lost to the Giants this year, uh, are in play for the bye week. <laughs> the NFL is quite an interesting league. All right, so let's say this. Uh, you're not going to play a quarterback in New Orleans because there's a chance that they just decide, oh, yeah, we're resting Drew Brees, but we know that Taysville might give us a better chance of winning the game. So, we, you know, I don't think I'm playing anybody on that side. I <laughs> Alvin Kamara, $9,500, coming off of – a record tying touchdown, a week where he should have broke the record, but but you know he had to go with Taysom Hill on that one rushing touchdown. Ninety five hundred dollars, Matt. Uh, you're mostly a cash player. Can you do you believe you can afford to be without Kamara in a really good matchup? 
Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's so many like there's so many ways to to figure out how to get him into your lineup. Like, I don't really see a reason uh, not to in cash. Um, as always in in tournaments, it's a different conversation, but um, I think it's a it's a rather ballsy fade in cash this week. Well, here's the question. Is he the best running back play priced over 9300 this week? <laughs> and we'll get to that. But my God, yeah, just jam them in. It's just so insane, man. And we were talking about the three different teams in play for the one seed in the NFC. They all play at 425. So it's not like there's any chance they get news or see Green Bay 1, something like that, and don't start this game. But if they do see Green Bay up 30 at, at halftime, I mean, just – throwing a completely arbitrary number out there, well, then the starters probably go away. You know, probably see Latavius, but I don't lean Kamara as my favorite mega, mega one. I mean, I'm going to play a ton of them. It's not like I'm going to be without them, but I think I give the edge the other way, and we'll get to that later. Where are you at, Sal, on that? Yeah, I mean, shame on me for not realizing and remembering that that they were in play for that number one seed. And we have seen that in the past. I mean, sometimes that's, again, a, a wonderfully fun thing to do in Week 17 is watch those teams kind of scoreboard watching and going back and forth. So hopefully for all of us, those games are close going into the second half or at least two of them are close going into the second half and you just see these teams are battling against each other in, in different locations. So uh, I'll tell you where I am as far as Carolina goes. I'm pretty much off of that team this week uh, because what the Saints haven't really – a very good defense and needing that game and most likely playing a string out to the end. I can't find somebody that gets me really excited over there. Bridgewater, it's just not been great lately. And Mike Davis is not what he was at the beginning of the year before CMC came back for half an hour and then went back out. Um, So yeah, I'm out on Carolina. What about you, TJ? Oh, I mean, either Curtis Samuel or Trenton Cannon could be in play. I mean, because Mike Davis isn't going to play either. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's – I mean, you could just find yourself with a really cheap back, or if Samuel ends up playing running back, I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, <laughs> do, we tr- yeah, do we trust them to give, you know, Trent Cannon a full workload, or <laughs> what's going to happen there? So uh, those guys are in play on the Carolina side, but as far as the rest of it, I mean, Teddy against that pass rush, no, I'm not interested in anything in the passing game there. Matt, anything in this game you want to throw in? I love, I love it when Matt is simple and to the point. It, it's best for everybody. <laughs> so that brings us to the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Indianapolis Colts. Forty nine point five total. Um, I, I'm expecting. Go I want to correct myself. Sorry, it, it was that Rodney Smith actually played ahead of Cannon last week, so he would actually be the running back, not Cannon. And shame on me for missing that initially, but yeah. I think that means yeah, he's play, the actual minimum. I think we play Trenton Cannon now. I don't care. Do it. Differentiate well, yourself. Hopefully, crap. people didn't turn off the show after you said that and just like ran off. Yeah, yeah, quickly oh, build lineups. Guys, this next game, um, this could be a massive, massive blowout. And, uh, Philip Rivers has said that it could be his last game in the NFL. So I expect um, 
not much out of Philip Rivers still because he's Philip Rivers. So let's talk about Jonathan Taylor, who's still ridiculously priced at seventy four. <laughs> Matt Jones is doing his best impersonation of the uh, shot put pass of Philip Rivers. If you're not watching at home, um, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is still priced at seventy four hundred dollars, guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to play spend up for Kamara this week, it's there's no chance of not putting Jonathan Taylor in your lineups, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just hate Jonathan Taylor so much. Um Yeah, no, I mean I like they're this is gonna be this is gonna be crazy. So I I, I can't imagine uh being like, nah, don't play. Don't play John Taylor. <laughs> what do you got, DJ? <laughs> He's another one of them clear-cut smash guys, you know? It, yeah, like, how could it, you not? <laughs> I, I think his price is super favorable. Uh, he's definitely in that running back rotation where there's just these must-play guys where you have to have a good bit of them. Like, I, I can't imagine making a lineup this week without a running back and a flex, if that helps. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't care what the what the format is the only thing that gives me the slightest pause is that Jacksonville can lose and still get Lawrence. So they, they can't go full jets here or I'm sorry, they could win and still get Lawrence. So they may actually try, but I mean, that's just the slightest of pause. And I'm just trying to poke holes in Taylor for whatever reason. And, and realistically that would even be fine. Like if it's competitive, that's fine too. I think yeah, and, uh, they're, they're starting Glennon, so I don't think they're I don't think they're putting their best foot forward. They're still starting Mike Glennon. So, wait, should I do Mike Glennon? I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> wow, that's actually really. <laughs> if you did not watch the live video version of this you're show, really you, you really missed out on all the Matt Jones impersonations. <laughs> I, I I implore you to go back and click on the on the Daily DFS podcast uh, Twitter feed and uh, and check out what we did here tonight, or at least what Matt did here tonight. I'm going to keep oh. miming the the rest of the place. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, jump on a few more of the weapons, uh, TJ saying you're going to put a flex in the. A running back rather than a flex this week. There's so many good options, but uh, $4,900 Naheem Hines, would you even consider him maybe this week? No. <laughs> oh, I love it when it's simple just like that. All right, well, let's talk about the the receiving weapons. All of a sudden, Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal at $4,200 is all of a sudden a top-flight wide receiver. But listen, they're going to be attacking down a field, so – do you want to pay 58 for T.Y. Hilton, or would you rather go with a Zach Pascal in this offense, Matt? I love how Pascal is just, like, cucking the shit out of Michael Pittman all of a sudden. Like, like we were so excited for Pittman. Like, it seemed like he was finally, like, he was finally going to, like, start to emerge. And then Rivers is just like, nah, it's it's Zach Pascal season. Sorry, bud. Um, Yeah. Sure. I mean, unless, like, what is he? Forty two hundred. Forty two hundred. He'll, you know, he'll get another six targets. Like he's he's been reliant on on touchdowns, obviously, to smash. But like, even if you get, you know, thirteen points out of him, if he goes five for eighty or whatever, which is pretty within his range of outcomes, even without the touchdown, like 
that doesn't kill you. Um, I just think that you would have to probably play like something else in this game, which maybe I don't really love that much. Like if you're playing Pasco, you're probably not playing Taylor. And then like, what are you doing? A mini correlation with like a, like a Jags wide receiver? Or are you like, are you playing Phillip Rivers with American dollars? Like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't seem like something that I'm likely to do. Well, I'll defer to TJ about the, the Jacksonville wide receivers. I never play them ever. TJ's. Um, I mean, I, before, before TJ even goes like DJ Chark is 4,900. Like we know, we know that he's playing DJ Chark. <laughs> this isn't even like a question. Well, TJ, would you have I mean, he might not even play. That's the thing. He, he's banged up. So what else is new? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Too. I am shocked. I mean, can we even call those passes hospital balls that got him hurt? Or I mean, is he? I, I don't know what's happening here, but I, I mean, I think if you're stacking somewhere, you have to go to Ozigbo on Jacksonville. So that's just you know cheap yep. another running back. So like, can we just have eight running back slots this week in a defense? That would be better. Uh, yeah, but you got to play tiers in order to do that. So whole different. No, no, those are what comes when the slate ends. Tiers. <laughs> That's what happens when you play a Zigbo. <laughs> so let's jump over to the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans, and we find the running back that TJ has been talking about uh, throughout the show, and it's $9,400 cheaper, $100 cheaper than Alvin Kamara is Derrick Henry against the worst run defense in the league. So, I mean, I, I, Matt, I'll get to you in a second, but I'll let TJ go first. How, how do we fit? Kamara and Henry in one lineup. I mean, it can be done this week. It really can. You know, you have yeah. options everywhere to make it work. And, I mean, Henry may have actually just not had the best game he possibly could have again in the first matchup against the Texans where he had 43 DK. So it, it, it just screams everything sets up so perfectly after that freaking dud they laid on, uh, what was it, that was Sunday night. And especially from Henry, you know, he was basically obsolete by the end of the game. <laughs> the state of Houston, I mean, whoever they're playing at running back every week has been an automatic overprop, but it has hit every week. And I, I haven't – well, obviously we don't know Henry's prop yet, but I'm going to say it's going to be like the most insane prop we'll ever see, like 121 and a half or something like that. Yeah. So – and I think the over is going to come. I think the touchdowns come. And six rushing touchdowns for Kamara last week. I mean, let's be honest. That's a lot of touchdowns. That's highly not repeatable for Henry. I think. I think it's just far more. What he does is just far more sustainable against this woeful team. Uh, and especially with them needing a win to stay in the playoffs, I just want Henry more. Matt, what are your feelings on the uh, the Tennessee side? Sorry, I was I would just went through and counted how many times DJ Chark has been on the injury report this year, and it's nine. <laughs> He's consistent. Feels low. Flims, that's, it feels low. That's absurd. I know. I was like expecting twelve or thirteen, to be totally honest. Um, what was the question? <laughs> the Tennessee side of the ball. Oh yeah, just play just play Derrick Henry like. You could you could probably uh, you know you could you could do Tannehill to Brown you could do Henry you could do all three 
Um, I I don't I don't really hate playing Watson. At you know at seventy seven hundred, I think might be a price point where it potentially keeps his ownership maybe a little bit lower um, potentially. And like what what did he put up thirty points last week? He put up definitely over twenty five the week before against the Colts. Like no matter what. Pretty much no matter what happens, uh, like, we know the Texans are garbage. It, like, he's just going to score fantasy points. Like, he's going to get you three or four points on the ground up to 10 if he scores. And he's a threat to hit the 300-yard bonus, like, reasonably consistently, um, despite what you think about their weapons. So I'll I'll probably, if I play multiple lineups, I will probably have a Watson lineup in there somewhere. Uh, keep an eye on A.J. Brown. He didn't practice on Wednesday with a little bit of an ankle issue. Knowing that they need this game, I'm sure he will push to be out there. But like TJ said earlier, check the news right up until game time this week. Guys, I wanted to shout out uh, David Johnson, who if another running back, if you held on to him all season long, paid off for you in season long. But it's $6,800. I can't get on board with that. What are, what are they doing, TJ? making Philip Rivers gift face right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, but uh, Brandon Cooks is really attractive here. I mean, he actually had a smash game last week, and even before the entire wide receiver core on Texas died, uh, he had or on the Texans died, he had a nice game against the Titans in the first matchup. So, uh, he's pricey, he's hard to fit with the proper running backs, but I think it can be done, and I think he's the game stack with Henry. And obviously tied to Watson. So, All right. And if there's nothing else with that game, we will jump over to the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. And this will be an interesting game because, as TJ pointed out earlier, Green Bay controls their destiny, as does Chicago in this game. Chicago wins, and they're in the playoffs on the shoulder, you know, the vaunted shoulders of Mitchell Trubisky, as we've come to know and love him on this show. Um <laughs> Uh, all the all the visuals that have gone on on this show tonight, you have definitely got to go back and watch. That's my Trubisky um, dance. <laughs> guys, I don't know that I'm excited to play either quarterback in a game, though. So uh, if if I'm not wrong, uh, tell me. Tell me, Matt. You, are you playing your, your friend, Mitchell Trubisky, this week? What is he? 56? He's a quarterback. Bad at football. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> probably not. I mean, no, probably not. <laughs> I, I really wanted to get there. Um, but he playing him for the brand over uh, over Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago cost me in, in season long, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty butthurt about that still. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, I think – realistically again the the number of lineups that i'm playing like there are just there are better options that i'm that i'm going to be prioritizing like if i was playing 20 lineups then sure i would probably figure out a way to uh get him into one or two but there there's just no way from like my one to four lineups that i'm gonna play this week that i'm gonna play mitchell trubisky (laughs) Um, that brings us to David Montgomery, who is the number one ranked running back over the last five weeks of the NFL season. He has another really good matchup 
this week. And if the Chicago Bears are smart, they will try to run the ball against this Green Bay offense, keep them. That's a big if. Yeah, it's a very big if when you look at that coaching staff. For sure. Uh, so TJ, I, I'm I'm thinking at seventy seven hundred dollars and what seventy four hundred dollars for Taylor. I mean, you could make a nice lineup with just those two guys to save a lot of money to differentiate from those Henry and Kamara lineups. What do you what do you feel is on Montgomery this week? Another yet another clear cut fantastic running back play, and I mean this run that Montgomery's on it started in the first matchup with the Packers uh, last week. Looked like a bad game, I guess, on appearances, but he falls five yards short of the rushing bonus. Only gets two targets because of absolute blowout. I mean, it, so he only got 20 DK last week on this run. I mean, that's just how impressive he's been. And <laughs> you made the reference to smart coaching. And I mean, in the middle of this year, I, I, I thought I was watching Animal Farm where, like, not so much the pigs are turning into people, but uh, <laughs> Nagy was turning into gays. <laughs> and he's kind of he's kind of right at that ship. He's kind of doing things right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Montgomery's going to be game script proof here. And no matter which way he goes, I think he hits again. So he he's just the guy on that side of the ball. And I, I don't want to play wide receivers against Green Bay. You know, Jairs, he's real, man. They, they stop people. So just give me the back again. Uh, and I'll try to forget what Henry did last week. Well, let's um, let's address a different running back situation in this game. And uh, shout out to TJ Calkins for winning Capitalist Pigs one this year. And as uh, TJ and I discussed, I was in the finals of Capitalist Pigs three, and I did take second place. I did not take first place. Um, if I would have gotten all the A.J. Dillon work for Aaron Jones, then I would have walked away with the championship in that league. But I did overcome one Kamara lineup. It's a four-team final. I overcame one Kamara lineup, but I cannot overcome the Kamara slash Josh Allen lineup that I faced in that league. But with that said, A.J. Dillon had the A.J. Dillon breakout game last week. I don't see a way that they do not make him a part of this offense uh, again this week and into the playoffs. He just looked that good. So, Matt, at $4,900, would you play with fire and put A.J. Dillon in there this week, or is it just too much of a split between him and Aaron Jones to to spend on his backfield at all? I mean, the amount of money that I've uh, punted off trying to play Green Bay running backs. Uh, at, like, Aaron Jones is my ultimate uh, bugaboo at running back. Like, I never, I can never figure out how to get him right. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I'm not I'm not playing A.J. Dillon with, like, on, if I have four lineups. Like, there are just so many, like TJ's been saying, there's just so many good running back plays. And there's so, there are going to be so many good, just, like, dirt cheap wide receivers and tight ends to to mix and match like I just I don't really see the need to do that I also just built a lineup that has Montgomery Henry and Kamara in it so I'm pretty excited about it whoa tune in to the Matt Jones Sunday morning chronicles (laughs) is that a is that a Henny Yelder stack because that would make my day yes Yelder's in there TJ uh go ahead bud no, I'm just so glad to hear that. <laughs> you know, guys, we, we've been uh, touting. Oh, Henny actually works better. 
I had Dalton with Gallup, but oh, all right, this is this is good. Now I got some money to spend. <laughs> Guys, we've been uh, talking a lot about the the Cole Komet arrival. Meanwhile, Jimmy Graham had just come back and screwed the pooch on all of us. It's like the worst. He <laughs> two touchdowns last we week, touchdown the week before. Um, I, we can't trust either guy at this point, right? Like you're not you're not going to spend thirty six hundred on Jimmy Graham because then Komet will have the week, TJ. Is Jimmy Graham related to Zach Pascal somewhere down? I, I feel like they're somehow related. I don't know. If you go back far enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Adam Meaney. Anyway, uh, just back on the Packers running backs for a second. Jamal Williams is going to practice this week, and he's going to play. And, you know, I just don't see a scenario where Dylan hits like that or even closer like he did last week in a game they're not winning by multiple scores. And I would expect it not to be a blowout again. It could be. It very well could be. But, yeah, uh, Dylan's not going to get anywhere near the workload he got last week. I agree. I just want to bring him up because uh, he was obviously a big story last week, and uh, we'd be remiss if we did not bring him up. So let's jump over to the Las Vegas-Oakland Raiders as Matt will not let the Oakland part go, against the Denver Broncos. Uh, tw- this game's got a 51-point total. And, guys, guess what? I don't want anything to do with it. You guys can talk about it. I hate the Raiders. I hate what they've done to me this season. I hate the fact that they've beat three teams that are top-flight playoff teams. And um, we're going to be lucky to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. But you know what we'll do? We'll lose to the Broncos because that's what we do. So, Matt, if you got a guy on either side of the ball, feel free to throw him at. TJ, I don't want to talk about this game. I don't know. I, I maybe maybe I'm just completely missing something. But how does this game get to 51? Don't know. No idea. The Raiders seen Jurassic Park too many times, man. Life finds a way. <laughs> That's what the Raiders do. I mean, I'm just like I'm looking at this. I'm looking at their pace. I'm looking at the plays that they run on both sides, and they're just sort of not like it's not the slowest. Uh, you know, on the slate, but it's it's just sort of like bottom third. Uh, there's not really you're not really looking at this like oh there's a there's a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of plays that we want exposure to. So yeah, I could see them. You know, I can see each quarterback throwing for for two or three touchdowns, and then you still need <laughs> more scoring after that to get to 51. I just I I don't see it. Um, I think, you know, it's it's all the same. It's the same like flyers that we've talked about all year, but I don't really feel like I need to prioritize anybody in case, unless I'm just completely missing somebody, TJ. I mean, the best plays on either side are Waller and Melvin, and they're both incredibly hard to fit in comparison to what we're trying to do, ideally. So, you know, it's, if, you're, if you're MME, include those guys. And what happened that Jerry Judy is like needs ball tracking lessons from Andy Isabella? That is insane <laughs> to me. I mean, I was I was told that was insane and hot takey for saying that Hamler was the best rookie wide receiver on the team for the entire spring, summer, and fall and winter. I stand by it. I think it's more true now than ever. And once they have a real quarterback, it's going to be interesting. Here, how about this one? Carson wants to Denver next year. Let's see it. I want to see that. I thought you said a real quarterback. Oh, 
realist. <laughs> Actual MVP season. Realist. Part part of an MVP season. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's uh let's head over to the Seahawks and the Niners. And so the Seahawks are playing, as TJ pointed out, for that number one overall seed. Uh, the, the interesting thing here is the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, the difference between a bad coach and a good coach is uh, Kyle Shanahan will have that team ready to play this week, and they'll they'll compete with this Seahawks team. Even though they're completely out of it, that's just who he is. That's how he coaches. And it leaves me – a little dumbfounded as to who to play on the Seahawks side. The better matchups are on the 49ers side, but I don't love the 49ers offense at this point. I mean, George Kittle's back and instantly priced up to 6,000, uh, Matt. So uh, I, I don't know where to go in this game, but is there anybody that sticks out to you? I mean, if we're <clears throat> if we're trying to predict what's going to actually happen, like – who who among us doesn't believe that uh, Pete Carroll is gonna just be like, yeah, we need to, we really need to establish this uh, this yeah. year run, um, <laughs> and just give Chris Carson like, you know, twenty four carries or whatever. Um, we even had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we had a Rashad Penny sighting last week. Yes, we did. Um, so I mean, His workload went up fifteen percent from the week before, from two carries to three. It was, it was so. hey, another another fifty percent. We might get all the way up to five. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, it's the same deal, right? Like, I think that the, uh, I think the the Wilson stack to Metcalf will probably be a little bit under owned after, you know, just how, how many weeks of just utter duds besides getting to play the Jets, um, you know, before the Jets were uh, world beaters. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all the it's all the usual guys. Like, I, I probably, if I find my way to a fourth lineup, I probably will have Russ and Metcalf. Um, and I might even get, get Frisky and throw Carson in there. But, um I don't know. I don't know how I get to to the San Francisco guys as much as I would like to potentially play Kittle 6K. Um, you know, he played about half the snaps last week. I don't know. Maybe. But probably not. So I, I think this game is going to be totally awful. But if I'm interested in someone, it's going to be DK. I mean... I, I just regret this so terribly. Uh, it was coming off of the Arizona game where Peterson did a good job on DK. Lockett blew up. Then I'm like, oh, okay, well, Vrat, you know, it'll be kind of the same story. And then I played Lockett again and didn't play DK. And DK just absolutely Hulk smashed the Niners. <laughs> so, you know, if we're paying up at receiver, I do like DK this week. That'll be fun. I'm looking at the comments. Dino Time Machine says, TJ, did Sal tell you about his Pigs 3 story? So, sorry, tangent here. Big tangent. Um, I, Dino Time Machine, I don't know. I'm not I'm sure I do know who he is, but I don't know what his actual real name is. Um, but, yeah, I, I told TJ how I I came from behind and then lost. Oh, oh, I, I thought there was more of a 
like you, you set the record and pigs three a scoring record by 300 points like i did in pigs one or something like that i guess okay moving on. what, you, what was your what did you, what did you score on pigs one this year uh 32 and change which was 300 more than the previous record it's different scoring in two and three yeah we would i was definitely well over 3000 i was second highest scorer in the league but um wasn't to be this year all right i digress let's go back to uh to this, Sorry, this. No, I had to stick it in the wound a little bit there. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I won nothing this year, and, and I'm okay with it. I'm not really. Um, keep sharp objects away from me. Uh, let, let's finish up with the the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. <clears throat> oh, good Lord, the man is going to kill me. Um, listen, I, <laughs> could two teams be fumbling their seasons away any worse going down a stretch? I mean, like – this the Rams. The Rams are just completely fall off the map. They will not have Cooper Cup this week. They will not have any one of their first two running backs. They're down to Malcolm Brown, uh, to which TJ says, "I believe is the Van Jefferson Malcolm Brown week." Uh, not, not not even Josh Reynolds. Is it a coincidence that as you said that Matt's feed cut out? I think even his internet doesn't want to hear that. Tell me how you're attacking the Rams. Well, here I, I think Malcolm Brown is probably another sound running back play. I mean, he's harder to get to, but he's a nice cheaper one. For me, Van Jefferson is the the one that just makes the radar go off because everyone just assumes that Woods is getting all the slot snaps and then Van will play outside. And I'm not 100% convinced that that's the case. I'm not even close. You know, Van was projected as completely a slot receiver coming into the league. And I still think that's exactly what he's best at. So we could see more of a cup role. And I'm trying to remind myself, I believe he's min-priced, but I want to make sure. Yeah, he is completely min-priced. So I think Woods is completely in play as well. I, I don't know that I could play both in the same lineup or get to golf, but uh, I do like Van a lot uh, to make all the other stuff fit. But uh, if you're going in a different direction, cheaper at running back, I think Woods is fine too. Where are you at, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to just mash in uh, John Wolford and just call it a day. <laughs> uh, we'll see Blake Bortles by halftime in that game. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it re- realistically, I think that this is one of these – uh, situations caught missing that I think that it inflates Woods's ownership, and I don't think that it actually uh, inflates his range of outcomes. Um, I'm laughing at myself. I completely forgot Goff is dead too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that I completely forgot Goff is dead. He said Walford. I'm like Jesus. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so like your, you know, our our good friends at Bet Online put up a uh, special this week for John Walford uh, over under two twenty five. It started at so I hit that, and then under obviously, and then they moved it to two fifteen, and I hit that again, <laughs> and then it, I think it's down to one eighty five now. <laughs> so that tells you all you need to know about the Rams offense this week. <laughs> Get in early in a week on those prop bets if you can. <laughs> so, uh, w- last guy I want to talk about in this game, uh, another running back, reasonably priced, fifty four hundred dollars only for Kenyon Drake. TJ, flip a coin. I mean, 
Will he get some targets? Maybe. Will he get the rushing touchdowns? Maybe. Uh, we they, they happen, then they don't happen. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it seems almost arbitrary. I mean, I guess when Kyler was banged up, it was pretty clear. You know, he was getting that. It, that doesn't seem to be the case now. So I lean pretty much no on Drake this week. Matt, anything on Drake or, or what about $4,300 for the only healthy running back in L.A. and Malcolm Brown? Yeah, I mean, TJ, I think TJ mentioned it. Like, I, I'm perfectly fine uh, with Brown. But, again, like, I really feel like what the hell is their offense going to do? Like, in theory, it's it's a great thing. And – as crazy as it sounds, like if Goff was playing, that probably makes it better. But like, what if Wolford? Just, what if they just go three and out? Like, and then they go three and out, and then they go three and out. Like, I, I just the price is great, and the workload will be there for as much as they can sustain drives. But I don't know how much that's going to actually be. So I feel like I'm paying up for running back, and I'm punting. Uh, tight ends and wide receivers and I really wasn't kidding before there's an actual decent lineup that you can get Montgomery Henry and Kamara so that's uh that's getting loaded up into the old draftkings.com as we speak and we're gonna get more options as this week goes on oh like for by sure. Friday. exactly yeah. yeah it's gonna be great yeah, and that's why you should follow along at on a daily DFS on Twitter also at TJ Calkins on Twitter and at Matt Jones TFR on Twitter. If you follow me at FF, I'll just retweet what those guys put out there because they're much smarter than me. But with that said, guys, we are at the end of the slate. We're at the end of the season. Uh, we toyed around with the idea of maybe doing some playoff shows, but we know Matt is going to be very busy with, with golf coming up. TJ is going to be quite busy with the UFC coming back soon from its hiatus. But you never know. Keep an eye on the feed. We might pop out some showdown type shows. In the playoffs, guys, it's been a if we don't come back this year, it's been an unbelievably great and fun season with both of these guys. It's I'm, I'm happy that Rotoviz reached out and asked me to be a part of this. I'm happy that they paired me up with you two guys. And, uh, you know, TJ, anything you'd like to say before we wrap up for possibly the season? I'll just say, my you know, I'll talk Sal into doing at least something for wild card weekend. You know, we'll have six games, so that, that'll be that'll be worth it, but uh. You know, thank you for supporting us, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you to my co-hosts. Uh, it's been an absolutely fun, fantastic season. Hope you guys and everyone out there has a very happy, especially healthy New Year. And, you know, 2020, I'm going to mute my microphone as I finish how I saying how I feel about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that said, say I, I echo, <laughs> I echo. Definitely go back and watch the visual, the visual of this episode. I'm going to echo TJ sentiments, and uh, with Matt Jones being the veteran of this show and the guy who's the longstanding person, I will let you close out 2020 for us, sir. Yeah, no, I just uh, I I appreciate you guys coming on. I've, this is the third season that I have uh, been doing on the daily and it's the third different combination of, uh, of hosts. So I'm hoping we can, uh, we can run it back next year. Um, I think that uh, hopefully we provided everybody with some, some good info and hopefully some laughs uh, and hopefully you guys all uh, finish up the year strong and we will uh, see you back next year. <laughs>